what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. The world has become so psychologized today and everybody's doing what they think is right in their own hearts. It's led us to a very perverted and twisted age. What's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. We've got so many different genders now, we don't even know what bathroom to go into anymore. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Have your Bibles this morning. Turn with me, if you will, please, to the book of Second Kings. The book of Second Kings, chapter five. We'll be reading the first verse today. Second Kings, chapter five, verse one. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master. And honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. But he was a leper. The Bible tells the story of a man named Naaman. He was a Gentile born outside the covenant of Israel. He was an idol worshiper. He knew nothing about Jehovah God, but God knew him. There's some of you listening to me by radio this morning, you don't know anything about God, but he knows you. He knows your name. Although you've given no thought to God, other than you've used his name in a blasphemous way, let me tell you, God knows you. And he loves you despite all that you may have done against him. He loves you today. He sent his son into this world to die for you. But Naaman knew nothing about God. But God knew him. God said that Naaman was a great man. He was a wealthy man. He was an honorable man. The Holy Spirit said that he was a mighty man of valor. He didn't realize it, but God had even used him to deliver his own native country of Syria from the attacks of the Assyrian Empire. I wonder how many times that God uses us when we don't even realize it. He was one of the most powerful army commanders in the world, captain of the host of the king of Syria. Much of the world would 
Look at this man's achievements, his wealth, his power, his position, his fame. They would look at all of this and say that he has arrived. He's, he's made it. Arrived at what? Made what? The camera zooms in on a young lady whose music and singing is known all over the world. She's a millionaire ten times over. She smiles as the camera zooms in on her face and the world looks at her as one who has arrived. She's made it. She looks happy. The world strives for such and wants to be like her. And yet some time ago, this same young lady went into a department store and stole a garment and was arrested. She could have anything in the world she wanted, a millionaire ten times over, as I said. And yet she did this thing and was arrested. They asked her, why did you do it? She said, because life is boring. And yet the world would look at her, the world would look at Naaman and say, they have arrived, they've, they've made it. But yet there's still something missing. Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul? Naaman was a great man, a wealthy man, an honorable man, a mighty man of valor. He was the captain of the host of the king of Syria, but the Holy Spirit said he was a leper. Leprosy was a gruesome disease. Sores would break out on the skin, running corruption. It eats away the flesh of the victim and they die slowly over a period of time. It stank. Had you seen someone in the last stages of leprosy, you would have seen someone with members of their body eaten away by this loathsome disease. Facial features would be gone because this disease had spread to their face. Their nose was gone. Their tongue was eaten away. Their ears were gone. It, 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 it's a gruesome, loathsome disease. And God used this disease to demonstrate to mankind the awfulness of sin and its effects on the soul of man. Hear me today. Sin wreaks havoc upon the soul. Young man, you're in the prime of life. You work out. You're as strong as a mule. You've got 10% body fat. You're the epitome of health. You're handsome. You've got hair. 
You could have any woman in the world you want. You have no problem getting a date. Young lady, you are beautiful. Your eyes are like sapphires. Your personality, you've got talent. You're beautiful beyond compare. Every man looks at you and desires to have you and would love to have you as his wife. You could run for Miss Universe and win with no problem. But if we could look beyond the flesh, if we could look beyond the physical, the outward appearance, and see your soul, young man, your soul, young lady, we would see where your soul is already rotting because of this loathsome disease of sin. Are you hearing me today? If you were to look into the mirror and you could see your soul today, what would you see? I'm here to tell you today, by the grace of God, if I were to look in the mirror and see my soul today, it has been touched, it has been healed, it has been restored because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It cleanses from all sin and it is the only cure for sin. And Jesus Christ is the only one who can make you whole. Jesus told the scribes and the Pharisees, he called them a bunch of hypocrites. He said, you're like unto whited sepulchers, you're like graves. They appear beautiful on the outward appearance, but within they're full of dead men's bones and uncleanness. He said, on the outside you appear to be righteous unto men, but within you're full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Sin wreaks havoc on the soul. What does your soul look like today? See, y'all come in here today and you're all dressed up and you're looking pretty, but God sees your soul. And what does He see? Leprosy was inherited it passed down in the genes from the parents down to the child. And so is sin. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, the Bible says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, so that all have sinned. We're all born with this leprous disease called sin. And it's killing us. We can see it in our children at an early age. You don't have to teach the child to do wrong. It's just something that they automatically start doing. We have to teach our children to do what's right. And let me tell you this today, what is right is not what Dr. Spock says. What is right is what the Word of God says. And you need to raise your children in accordance to what the Word of God says. Raise up your children according to the Word of God. When they are old, they will not depart from it. That's what the book says. 
when they are old, they will not depart from it. That don't mean that they may hit, hit a few years there where things are rough. What you put in that child when they are young, it'll stick with them. It's hard to extinguish the lights that God puts into the heart of the child. It's not put out quickly, and it's not put out easily. You may look at your children today, and they're doing things that you don't approve of, and you don't agree with it. But let me tell you, what you put in that child when they were small, that light is still there. They may be living like the devil today, but let me tell you, when they lay their head down on that pillar at night, every time you pray for them, when you call their name out to God, the Holy Ghost deals with them and convicts them, and they feel like they're hanging over hell on a rotten stick. Keep praying for them. Keep lifting them up in prayer. God's going to make their lives miserable till they come back to Him. Keep praying for them. Keep lifting them up. Don't give up. Don't stop. Leprosy begins internally. It could lie dormant for a long period of time. Growing and slowly spreading throughout the vitals. And the person would, ever, would never even know that they were leprous. Sin begins internally with decisions that we make in our hearts. Did you hear me? Let me say it again. Sin begins internally with the decisions that we make in our hearts. Psychology says that you need to do what you think is right in your heart. Well, what does the Bible say? Jeremiah 17, 9, the Bible says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Proverbs 14, 12, the Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The world has become so psychologized today and everybody's doing what they think is right in their own hearts. It's led us to a very perverted and twisted age. Today things are so twisted, what's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. We've got so many different genders now, we don't even know what bathroom to go into anymore. One lady somewhere, she's suing the public school system in her state because the school would not provide a litter box in the bathroom for her daughter who thinks she's a cat. Are you hearing me? But you've got to do what you think is right in your heart. Hmm. Leprosy starts small, but it quickly consumes. It would lie dormant for years until it finally broke through the skin as a small, white, scaly rash. And you say, well, Brother James, where are you getting all this from? Leviticus chapter 13 starts small. And after it breaks through the skin, it quickly consumes the flesh. Sin starts small, and once committed, it becomes easier and easier to sin till it consumes you. 
you told one little white lie. And now you could run for president of the United States. You stole one little piece of bubble gum and now you can steal an election. You took one look at the opposite sex with lust one time and now you're a child molester. You took one puff of a cigarette and now you're like an industrial smoke factory. You took one drink of alcohol and now you can't go one day without taking a drink. You're a full-blown alcoholic because of that one drink. And mom and daddy won't know nothing about it. You missed going to church one Sunday. And now we don't see you anymore. They went off into sin one time. And now the person that you thought you knew They've changed, and you don't even recognize them anymore. Sin starts small, but it quickly consumes the individual. Leprosy would start small, and it eat away at the flesh until you didn't recognize the person anymore. In Leviticus chapter 13, the Bible says that leprosy was to be diagnosed by a priest. When it comes to sin, the preacher has to diagnose it and call it for what it is. We are never to ignore sin. As a preacher of the gospel, we have to point it out. Not only do we have to point it out and diagnose it, but we are to give the solution for this horrible disease of sin. And there's only one solution, ladies and gentlemen, not five, not ten, only one. And that is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's it. There is no other solution for the sin of leprosy that's killing us today. It's the only remedy. It cannot be ignored. You see, today a lot of preachers, they just want to deal with the remedy. They don't want to identify sin. They don't want to deal with the sin. They just want to give the remedy. But preparation H is a remedy. But you don't brush your teeth with it. Are you hearing me? The remedy goes to a problem. And you got to know what the problem is. You got to know what the problem is in order to understand and accept the solution and properly apply it. Are you, are you understanding me today? So you can't ignore sin altogether. Sin has to be identified and then you give the solution. You have to have both. I know sin is negative and the solution is positive. You can't have all positive and never deal with the negative. This book is a book of positives and negatives, and you've got to preach the whole counsel of God, not just what you want to preach and deal with. A leper had to be identified. They were to wear a torn cloak that was torn from bottom to top. It left them undone. Sin leaves you undone. 
the male was forbidden to wear a hat. The hat was symbolic of the blessings of God. No hat meant that the person was open to the judgment of God. Sin leaves the person open to the judgment of God. Psalm 7:11, the Bible says that God judges the righteous, but He's angry with the wicked every day. A leper was to put a covering over his upper lip and cry, unclean, unclean. Sin makes you dirty. It pollutes the mind and body and can contaminate everyone you come into contact with. And the leper was to be quarantined. They had to dwell alone. Sin brings about a loneliness and a separation from God and family. We've got over 8 billion people on the planet now, and there are more lonely people in the world than there's ever been before. Because of this sin of leprosy. Naaman was a great man, an honorable man, a mighty man of valor, captain of the host of the king of Syria. But he was a leper. Does this describe you today? If you could see your soul today, is it eaten up with sin? Has sin consumed you till you're no longer the person you used to be? Do you feel dirty inside? Do you feel lonely and undone? Do you feel like you're hanging over hell on a rotten stick with God fixing to crack the whip at any moment? My friend, eternity is just a breath away. Jesus Christ healed every leper that ever came to Him. And He wants to heal you today. Will you let Him? He can wash you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness and make you whole. He loves you. He died for you. Won't you come to Him today? Perhaps some of you listening by radio, this describes you. And you say today, Brother James, I'm leprous. I'm eat up with it. I'm eat up with this sin of leprosy. And I believe what you have preached this morning in Jesus Christ. I need help today, Brother James. I'm going to pray a sinner's prayer right now. And I'm going to ask the congregation, if you will, to pray it with me to help those listening by radio. Saying some words won't save you, but if you believe it in your heart, the Bible says that God will save you. Now let us pray. Repeat it after me. Dear God in heaven, I come to you as a lost sinner. I'm eat up with leprosy. My soul has been eaten away by sin. I'm sorry for my sins. The things I've done. The life I've lived. Please forgive me. Wash me. 
cleanse me with your precious blood. I realize in my heart a need for a Savior. And Jesus Christ is that Savior. I believe in my heart that you died on that cross. And three days later, you rose from the grave. And you said in your word that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved. And right now, I believe and I have called upon your name. And right now, I am washed, I am cleansed, I am sanctified, I am justified, I am saved. Glory to God, hallelujah, praise God. I'm believing this morning that there are those of you listening by radio, you prayed this prayer with me, and you meant business with God. If you did, please give us a call, we'd love to hear from you. The number is 252-299-4234. Give us a call and tell us what all the Lord's done for you. Praise God. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252 299 4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, as well depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you to contact us or to contribute to this ministry go to establishedinthefaith.com click on the donate tab it's easy and all donations are safe and secure through paypal you can also mail us at established in the faith p.o box 601 bailey north carolina 27807 we look forward to hearing from you And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.